Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Production. We are recording live in Washington, D.C., technically Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Mike Tyson's Corner. Mike Tyson's Corner is not a pretty place to be. (laughs) No. I'm joined tonight with Mr. Tom Chartrand. Hello, Art. And Mr. Lou Lita. So awesome to be back with you. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Our I'm pleasure. paying you, so I'm not really thanking you. <laughs> right. It's kind of mandatory. It's kind of mandatory. We are so happy to be here. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, really, this podcast is another version of special projects, really, because Lou was telling me about a job he just recently completed that I said, oh, that would be a great podcast episode. So, we're going to let Lou kind of lead this episode off, but... You know, we may chime in with some anecdotes of our own. Or some heckling. Or or heckling. <laughs> There's always something that's similar to what we've been through, so and, and it'll be great. In, in, in true form, in uh, complete openness, we are not drinking Don Julio tonight. We are not. No. We are drinking Corazon. Corazon. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. This is... Uh, a tequila new to me. We've got a Buffalo Trace Reposado, and we've got a uh, Poppy Van Winkle Añejo. Aged well and uh, and tastes just great. Different. I feel like I'm cheating on Don. You are cheating on Don. But, but he'll be happy to have you back. I'm sure he'll welcome me back with <laughs> open bottle. He will. He will. <laughs> so, Lou, tell us about the job you recently completed. Okay. So I recently, just five days ago, did a job in Rhode Island for a very large health insurance company. And the mission was to capture them celebrating their 25th anniversary. So and I, had, why was that important? Well, this is what they wanted captured. So they, so because they were paying you, they, they were paying me and was a friend of mine who was their uh, communications and PR director who I've known for many years, and she's one of the most thorough uh, people I know. So she left no stone unturned, and the mission uh, was to capture 500 employees coming out of the building strategically, forming the number 25. Now, that sounds fairly simple, but when you really break it down, there's a lot that goes into it. So we had gone the week before to scout out the location, to figure out camera positions, timing, lighting, and immediately I knew we had issues. Um, now, what's the budget for this? 50000 Yeah, maybe a little less than that. 100000 No, it was it was under 5000 Under 5000 for, for just my section. And when I mean my section, that included me, um, my drone guy, who kind of obvious, you know, to get a 25 seen from high, you need a drone. Um, but we wanted to capture faces. We wanted to capture people coming out. We wanted time lapse. We wanted um, a few other things that happened, and I'll explain. But the, so we went the week before, and I thought for just a you know twenty minute walkthrough, but turned out we spent two and a half hours doing the walkthrough. Um, at the budget, I'm sorry, it was uh, it was about five grand. So 
so again, for, but but for doing this, what was the purpose? The purpose was for to bring attention and awareness to this health insurance company celebrating their twenty fifth right. anniversary. Uh, so they they got a lot out of this. So for social media, for um, for their website, for a big gala that they just had actually last night, um, as well as providing to media outlets to let them know. So it was kind of the you know the it was corporate a PR stunt. Yeah, PR stunt. Right. Corporate right. machine in action. And I've, you know, I've done these kind of things before where it's, you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of time, you just capture as much footage as you can and you put together a piece. So our, going back a week before to the scout, uh, my first concern was trying to capture 500 people in front of a building where the sun was going to be pointed right at the camera. So immediately I knew we had issues. Bright sun at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, I knew we were going to have challenges. Plus, they wanted to try to get the building and their sign and logo in there, and that was just going to be very difficult to pull all that off from a high angle and low angle and all the faces backlit. Um, so then we sort of started to rethink the whole thing. Well, what if we maybe go in the back of the building? Well, the marketing director didn't want to see the back of the building, and, of course, everybody would have been squinting. Well, what if it rained? Well, there was always that possibility, and then the rain... Uh, date was the next day and then we decided what if we shoot away from the building so that's what we decided on and the kind of the master shot other than the drone was to have a gopro up high on a light tower in the parking lot so we needed to get a, a forklift or a scissor lift to get me up about 30 feet to mount that and then which gopro do you trust to record that well originally i was thinking time lapse that but then i started thinking you know, other than the drone, this would be my master shot, right? So I decided to just shoot it 4K. And speed it up if you need it. Speed it up if I needed it. And it was sort of my safety camera if all else failed. And and which GoPro oh, are it was the, trusting it was the to GoPro do 7. So, and now mind you, there was no walkthrough on this. It was like they had... Were they rehearsing on their own? No. Well, the, the, there's another couple phases to this. So the whole plan was to have everybody come out of the building starting about 10 of 11 in phases 500 people so in in three phases and then they had it all marked power wow they had it all marked out with uh tape where everyone needed to stand and then what was going to happen is you know we time lapse or be recording the 25 form in the the position and then from that they were going to break out into song and dance uh to celebrate um, which song it was um celebrate good times cool which dance it was a it was a flash mob kind That's of dance. That's cool in the gang, right? Cool in the gang. Yeah, yeah. So thirty people broke out, you know, and you had everybody dancing and celebrating. The CEO was there, and then after that, there was some toasts and celebrations, and then they had chosen some charities to donate money to. Um, so there was part of that big check, you know, handing of the check and handshakes and so on. So the whole thing actually probably took about twenty five minutes. But, you know, it sounds simple and it looks simple when you watch it, but the logistics of trying to gather 500 people and have everybody hit their spot and they're all wearing green and hats. And then, of course, it was a little chilly and not everybody wanted to wear green. They were wearing jackets and then you had a still photographer. But your concern was mainly to capture the action. Right. And now, mind you, I wanted, I had the master shot. I had the drone shot. The GoPro but is it, the master. The GoPro was the You're master. You're trusting the master, a GoPro yeah. I'm, right, because, to be your master. Because 
really, I would have loved to have had my Panasonic Evo 1 or, say, a Canon C300. Why not? For me to see that 25, I needed to be up high, very high. I needed scaffolding or I needed a truck or I needed something to get I know, me up but, that high. But, but why not put something better than a GoPro up high? Where was I going to put it? My, Where the GoPro is. On a light stand? I yeah. mean, on a parking lot light stand. Yeah. There was no way to mount it. There was no way to mount it. So I gaffer taped the GoPro to the top of a light stand. And luckily it wasn't windy. I mean, when I say light stand, I so mean you, but, a parking but, but, lot but light. But you were willing to trust your master shot to a GoPro. I had no choice. And I knew I had the drone as the backup. And then I knew I had other cameras on the ground. I had a C300, a 5D, another GoPro, and the Evo 1 on my shoulder. Uh -huh. But for me to have the wide master shot, it was the GoPro. Shot in 4K. Wow. And, and you know How what? How much was this budget? It was under five grand. Okay. So that it, makes me feel better. Yeah. So, you know, I work to. within the parameters I'm given, and that's kind of how I made my living. No, and that's just it. I mean, part of it is trying to have that discussion up front. What is your shot going to be? What is going to be the lighting situation? And that's, that's but a did, huge but, thing. But is the client concerned about any of the acquisition or are they no. completely in con no they just wanted to make trusting sure. you yes they've worked with you yes, before correct. so so you're at right. you have the complete creative freedom to do whatever you want right i mean in fact some you know at some point you know they thought i was overthinking it uh, you had too many cameras i mean i have a couple of gopros i have an osmo i have a 5d i have an evil one i have a c300 right. i've got an old couple of old p2 panasonic cameras i could have mounted you have any camera to cost more than a thousand dollars yes <laughs> i've just labeled <laughs> a number of them i just heard a lot of gopros <laughs> there was an eva i'm, de I'm detecting some sarcasm here maybe don't make me drop this mic <laughs> i'd walk out but i don't know where i'd go you'd be lost i'd be lost so so anyways, I, I'm a bottom line, find a way to get it done guy. And then the other mission was we needed to then get all of this footage offloaded and put together sort of a B-roll reel to provide to media outlets so they could get some coverage of this in the, in the Rhode Island market. How did you sync it up? Uh, it wasn't did so much, it, it, that wasn't so critical. I mean, we did have running time code, time right. of day, but it was more just to, the key was the 25 getting the 25 and you know we were able to speed that up probably 2500 percent right. to get a pretty good gopro uh, i mean pretty good time lapse look but I, originally i was going to time lapse that but decided that was my master shot so just run with it right in real time and then of course the drone stuff was fantastic so yeah. what what and so what i'm sorry i, I might have missed it what was the drone that you tried with uh we had the mavic uh mavic air actually we had two drones because Again, we didn't know what was going to happen in terms of battery life and where the the drone was going to have to come down, you know, at that point in the in the formation. So we had two drones on standby, and so uh, Mavic Air. Yep. What was the other drone? I, I think the other one was just the the Mavic Two. All right. Okay. So I had my drone guy handling that. He did some stills. He did some. You know, we shot all that in 4K. Of course, now we got to wrangle all of this data. And we had, there was another crew there that was doing sort of a separate project. So we had to provide them with data, and they had to provide us with some data. So we probably spent at least an hour and a half after the shoot just 
backing all these cameras up and all the data and making sure everybody could read everything and see it. And turns out that they, the data they had shot, it was in 720p. You know, we shot everything in either 4K, 1920 or 1920 by 1080. That's always something that clients don't think of is the backing up side, whether you've got one or two crews, is is how much data do you have? Right. And it's, it's like, and, and my client was like, when can we get started? When can we get started? Right. I'm like, I, you know, we're still offloading. I mean, yeah. we're doing the best we can here. Right. You know, but. So, so, so did you have a video village? Uh, we went back into the, uh, the building and uh, had a separate, uh, you know, a conference room that we were able to work in. So we all had our laptops and our offloads and our hard drives. And so collectively the drone operator and the laptop. Yes. You had a laptop. Right. And originally I just wanted the drone operator to hand over the footage, but in the interest of time, I had him sort of do some uh, prepping of shots for me, like handling some of the GoPro and speeding that up while I was going through some of the other footage to organize it. Cause you know, there's a lot of footage to go through and you know, then of course you got to do some color correct and do a little audio sweetening. Again, I wasn't looking to finish, uh, have a finished piece. I was looking to gather the best shots, you know, for the, right. the B-roll list. And then after that, other footage it will be edited together for various, you know, social media and for other uh, presentation purposes. So that was that was kind of my day last Tuesday. For those of you who don't know Lou Lita, he does a lot of commercials. A lot of car dealers. It, it, it runs the gamut. Corporate, the commercial, gamut. car dealers, so retailers. So on the scale of, of creative interest, where does this job fall from one to ten? I wouldn't say so much creative. It's the challenge is it was really camera positions. You know, just getting the client's vision, capturing the client's vision. Just just interest level. Interest level for you. Oh. But you're um, dealing with a with almost an agency style, interest you know interest level for me directive. is it's just it's something different. Is it yeah, different yeah. than yeah, it's your different. normal job? Now I mean you know I still get the pregame jitters you know which to me means I still care, you know I still have sleepless nights before the shoot. Not if we ask your clients. <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's just it's a different challenge for me and you know that's what fuels me. This particular shoot. You are a little more amped up than your normal shoot. Right. Because again, it, it's, the unknown. Less, it's less the unknown. Control. It's yeah. like, all right, is that GoPro? You know, and there were challenge. you know, there were some hiccups. Like I went to fire off the GoPro and it suddenly doesn't work. And now I'm on the ground. Wait, 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 wait. Let me understand this. The GoPro. My the, master the, shot. The 500 <laughs> camera. I think I got it for 400. Didn't work. Well, you know why? Because I think I tried to activate the other GoPro and somehow the Wi-Fi <laughs> had, had an issue. Now, and then I had to jump back ouch, on the forklift, ouch. 25 feet in the air, swaying, you know, making sure I don't mess up the position of the GoPro. Now, I mind mean, you, I positioned this before anybody was in place. I'm going strictly by, by colored tape on the ground. So... Um, but that's a huge part of, you know, you know and trying to get the, the, the flow down. Right. And yeah. again, knowing that this was going to be running for right. whatever, close to an hour. And, yep. you know, I had a, I had an external battery. So, you know, it's just, I, I try to anticipate all the places that are, go, that are going to go wrong. You know, I anticipate, you know, batteries are going to die. I'm going to lose connectivity. But that, that's why people hire you because you're experienced and you know what to you, look you for. You pay me to worry. Yeah. 
you know, and it always works out, and you know, that's and that's, and, and that's what I told my client the day of the walkthrough. I said, guess what? Somehow, some way we're going to walk out of there with some footage. Now I take that as reassuring. She was like, that doesn't sound so good. <laughs> I'm like, the day's going to come and go and we're going to walk out of there with footage. I mean, you know, I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen. We, we plan for what we expect and we hope for the best. You know, we hope all this experience and knowledge and, and equipment delivers as it should. So you you went for a two and a half hour scout. They did some rehearsals on their own. Day of shoot, were there any surprises that were unexpected? Well, first of all, the weather was very dicey. You know, it, it was uh, it had been predicted to rain all week. And then we saw the day before it looked like there was going to be a gap. So, and ironically, it actually started to dry up and the parking lot sort of was blotchy. You know, originally when we started in the morning, it was nice and wet and it was going to be perfect. But by the time the 25 had formed, the, there were blotches of dry. You didn't have a water truck. Didn't have the water truck. We had a, you know, it was either that or the GoPro had to go. So we decided to keep the GoPro. Wow. That's a cheap water truck. <laughs> I actually mentioned the, you know, people pay a lot of money to water the 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 found uh, yes. the, the pavement so um no it was uh I, look it all's well that ends well right um is it i like to think so so you know it got done everybody's happy the client was happy the client's boss and bosses were happy right. I, I understand the video played last night at the gala and they're they're very and they paid you and the check well i i submitted my invoice did the check clear what check it's not it's not about money it's about okay. it's about the joy right, it's so, about the podcast as long as you complete as long as you completed <laughs> I, the job it doesn't matter if you no paid. you know what i'm all about you know storytelling and, right. and sharing bless. my experience at this point in my life what's money <laughs> that's what i do this job for now i i'm gonna turn to tom chartrand over oh, here good for Lord. a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so so Tom and I did a job and it's not yes. really a uh special you know circumstance job it was a live stream job right and I I, I think I alluded to it on a, a previous podcast but I didn't go into any detail oh you did well I, I mean we we were doing a multi-camera podcast right uh, not a podcast a live stream live stream right you haven't done a lot of these no And right. Tech set up the day before. We had plenty of time, and everything teched out great. Yep. And then the day of the event it went south. <laughs> I mean, it just went south. And it did. It did. We there was done... a lot of reasons that I can't even explain. Right. We had camera issues. We had wiring issues. We had software gremlins. We had wireless issues, and I felt bad because I I kept looking out the right corner of my eye and you were just pacing and sweating. And I knew, I knew that I had backup plans, right? You didn't know that I had black. Oh, it was like, plans. it was no, like your ace in the not. hole. It literally went up to the 11th hour. I think you were thinking we weren't going to have a live stream. And I knew that we were going to have something. I knew we were going to have a live stream and I didn't know if we were going to have everything we planned for. So, you know, part of that was it was it was 
an extreme, you know, experience just just getting to that point. I know, and I felt bad because no, I didn't no. want I didn't want it to go that way. Right. I I sometimes you know when you go in the day of the event, stuff happens and you can't right help it. We went. But thank in a God day, we had that day before. Yeah. Well, we went in a day before and we tested and we right. you know we're planned and we were prepared and and everything tested great. But right. on on shoot day, on event day, how often does that happen? Yeah, never. No, never, never. <laughs> but you know, I mean, event day, it could be like as we experience so many times on the golf jobs. You know, it, you know, cellular things happen. All sorts of things come into account on the test day that that aren't there. You know, it's not a business day. It's not something that would ever come into account until you experience it on whatever day you're working on. So, you know, I mean, that was, it was, it was a rush. It was, you know, I, I felt confident that we were going to get whatever we needed and the things that we were trying for, you know, we weren't sure about and they did happen. And it, it was did. at the end yeah. of the day, right. You I, walk I, out I of think, there with some video. I think to the client, it all appeared like yes. normal, right. But, on the back end, and I don't know how I look to you. I know how you look to me, and you look nervous. I don't know how I look to you, but it was literally up to the last minute before I knew that we had something going. Dude, you look the way you always do, and it's like I'm. It's gonna work, and that's how it always seems. All right, and and you know, so this was something that was new for you know my clients at home. I do a lot of you know, commercials, corporate video, and this live stream was a first experience. And it was something that, that I was looking forward to and we made it work. And so to the point that we promised it was, we gave them more than they expected. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I don't think they knew all of right. the drama leading up to it. Yes. But that being said, you know, when you go and you do a job, I, I think part of the, price of the job is your ability to produce it under a multitude of circumstances, whether that's weather or challenging shooting conditions or the unknown right. variables in the environment. Right. Part of what your client is hiring you for is the confidence that you're going to deliver. Right. But how do you, but, but how do you put a number on that? It's as I always like to say, it's not, it doesn't cost, it costs I go 40%. It costs <laughs> it's but that's the thing. It's people, I mean, and, and that 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 goes to show that a lot of the jobs you have are are relationships and people that trust you and bring you back right. in. Right. And never let them see you sweat. Right. And they know that they're gonna get something that they in. That's why you keep going back. You know, or they keep bringing you back. But but I think, you know, I have a saying it, PPPP proper planning prevents poor performance. I That's think five P's. that was episode four. That was five P's. Did we talk about that in four? Yeah. Oh, John Churn, episode four. <laughs> proper planning prevents problems. Proper. I think he's, I think he reworked and stole that and copyright planning infringement. But we'll, I'll talk about this. Poor and Dewey. I've got Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe on this case. Oh boy. But the point is, is you need to plan Play it out in your head. What is what can go wrong? 
you know, how does this look? It's almost like, you know, when we produce something, you see the finished product before it's happened. Okay, right. so so you get assigned, you know you're going to do this job, this 25 anniversary. How much time are you thinking about this before you show up for the scout even? Um, I, I don't know if I can give you hours, but, you know. But, any, but I mean, you're thinking about it. Of course, the second I'm asked right. to do a job, the immediately minute, the, minute the, that the, you're, the wheel starts spinning. You're mentioned. Right. I mean, my, my reaction is to, all right, worst case scenario, where, what's going to go wrong? Where, what kind of equipment do I need? Who do I need on this crew? How much is the budget? You know, where can we, where will the week spots I, be? I remember calling you like a week ahead of the shoot. I didn't even know about the shoot. And you were said, you know, you were testing cameras. Right. And Battery. GoPro settings yes. and things right. like that. You know, it's like, I like to have all these things to, because no matter how much you test, as you said, you don't know what's going to happen the day of the shoot. It's like think crazy things happen. And you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Right. It seems like it, my thinking is always, cons my concerns are always battery life. And I know you just recently did a battery uh, podcast, but it's always like where, you know, will it be cold? Will the weather, the batteries die? So, so a lot of times I will run a camera and let it roll and see how long it lasts. Um, because you never know what's the, what's that point where the battery just says, you know what, I've had enough. I'm not going but for that's a whole right. lot of what we've been through is can you get through a whole day worrying about just battery life? And that's I mean, I know with what I do, multiple cameras, can I do it on just batteries and not worrying about AC? Right. And I but I think that's the burden that you carry that that you carry, Tom, that you carry Lou, that I carry as a producer with your reputation on the line. Right. That's a burden that you carry to make sure that there's no flaws in the execution. Right. How can you Be make it easy for your client? It's, it's on your shoulders. If something goes wrong, whether it's your fault or not, it's, you will be held responsible. Right, exactly. You know, whether, that's what whether, they're paying you whether, for. Whether it is your at your feet or not, it's, if it doesn't go off well, it looks bad for you. For you, It yeah. does. And, and, you know, it's... And, you know, recently I've had a couple projects go south you know they didn't like the concept or the idea or the execution and you know it seems like I, the stakes have risen i find in the economy now it's like sometimes you have one shot and it's like didn't like it i'm out i'm going somewhere else well wait a minute you know we pitch one idea it doesn't mean we don't have 10 others but i'm not going to come out of the gate with 10 ideas um and you know sometimes deals fall apart and and you had one shot at it and, and you're out. Well, that's another episode of a podcast right. where, you know, you have to decide when to say no to a job. Right. And, and, you know, I've said no to many a job because it just, I knew from experience, it wasn't going to go well the mm. way they were planning it. And, and you hate to be doom and gloom and cynical, but sometimes being in this business for a long period of time, you kind of smell trouble. You know, and it could be from I a whole lot much of worse in trouble <laughs> from a whole lot of different, you know, scenarios. Right. You know, Client, personalities, equipment, yeah. right. weather, unknown variables. Right. It's just uh, it, it's the fear of the unknown. But that's, again, anticipating problems in, a, in trying to minimize, you know, where the problems are going to be and how to right. how to have a plan B, C and D. Well, Lou, will you share your your 25th video with the audience. Can we put that on the show notes somewhere, a link? 
Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Okay. I don't see Can we why have not. your client's phone number? Surely. Contact info. Absolutely. Social security <laughs> number. <laughs> Last four there. Uh, well, you're getting awfully credit credit. greedy here lately. Uh, listen, Is, the audience demands certain things. Do they? <laughs> yes. I'd like to see this audience. In the <laughs> I want names. <laughs> oh, now what? I don't know. Anything you want to add to this conversation? Uh, no, I just... Uh, what if you... So I always ask this question. So now it's post-event, hindsight's twenty twenty. What would you have done differently to make the job go better if you could have? I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could have done much differently. I feel like what we did was what we needed to do and that I think we executed it as well as we could have. Again, it's not like I had extra crew. So you didn't, you didn't screw up in any way. I, I don't think so. Okay. You know, might have I moved the cameras in just a little different position? Sure, but hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, well, that's what I'm asking you. Like, yeah, what I, I mean, done? I guess what I would have done is insisted on some sort of a um, uh, a walkthrough, but I didn't really have that control. I mean, there's only so much in my control. I've I've kind of learned with with age, you just kind of have to go with it. You know, as much as I like to control things, we work in a business where we have very little control. As much as we think we we do, um, there's just you know the X factor. We all deal with the X factor. You know, how many times have we been in a job ready to roll and we hear a jackhammer or a plane go over or, you know, some kind of a, a right. leaf blower we hear all the time uh, or a lawnmower on a, on a golf course. And it's like when you're listening in, on headphones, it's like the world is a very loud place. You know, the average person doesn't notice it. But when you're shooting and capturing video and audio, suddenly everything becomes very annoying. It's like, don't they know what we're trying to do? We got a job to do here. We're I, trying I, to record I will, video. I will share just a, a little quick story. I know we're close to our end of our time, but I recently finished an independent film for my friend Thomas. We talked about it on a couple of episodes of the podcast. But one of the challenges we had in shooting his film, it was a period piece, and it was supposed to be in the in the nineties. Okay. And so if we saw anything outside of the window of the car that was moving, mm. anything, a, a, a car that wasn't in the 90s or a sign that wasn't in Europe because it, it took place in Europe and we shot it in, in New right. Jersey. So every time I wanted to cut to a reaction shot, <laughs> I couldn't use that reaction shot because it was a postal truck. Yeah, but it's digital. Couldn't or, you just fix it later? We had no budget. <laughs> that's 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 usually Post what budget. I hear. That's well, another just, podcast. It's digital. <laughs> yeah, but but it was very frustrating because you like you wanted to fix have a go to. You wanted to fix the yeah. cutaway, and again, and you couldn't take it because it was something in the background. Right. How dare they drive by in that perfect scene? Right, <laughs> right. I was very angry yeah, for about twelve hours. Yeah, and that's the stuff. And I start to wonder, you know, what kind of a toll does this take on us? You know, that we're such perfectionists and want things to be the way we want them in the name of, you know, art or creativity or, you know, a style. Don't use my name. I'm, in I'm sorry. It was it was uh, <laughs> it tears it was your in, soul apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? It's like, does it chip away at your soul a little bit? Does, every single absolutely. job. 
And yeah. at the end of at the end of all of this, where does it leave us? Bitter, bitter, angry. So, old man. do we become bitter old angry men? <laughs> yes. You know, or are we tougher because of it? No, I'm not tougher. Okay. No, I'm you bitter. have to be tougher, but yeah, I'm you are bitter and more angry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, we've reached the end of our recording limit. My memory card's almost full. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for being here. Thank you for contributing to this podcast and look forward to the next one we'll see you next time on this week in production all right right. that was a lot of fun it would be even better if you could add something to the conversation drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com or even better call our new twip voice mailbox and leave us a message 601-564-TWIP That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening. 